Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Welcome to r slash am I the butthole, where OP's wife tries to embarrass him and ends up embarrassing herself instead. Am I the butthole for proving that my wife can't do my job? The issue started when my wife left for a week for a girl's trip. The kids are all in school, and I took over as the main caregiver when she was gone. Things went well, and when she came back, she asked if I had any trouble. I told her, no, everything went smoothly. This started an argument about how I thought that it was so easy that she was a stay-at-home mom. It wasn't a good time, and I had already been pushing her to go back to work part-time since the kids were in school. We've talked about her starting to look for work around summer. The issue now is that I work from home twice a week, and every time she sees me working or I complain about my work, she tells me that she can do it. I've talked to her about this, but nothing changes. She said that if she did my job, then things would go smoothly. She won't stop bothering me about it, and I had enough of it today. I was trying to figure out why there, <laughs> why there was an error in my code? OP is a coder? She saw what I was doing and told me that she could do that. I told her, go ahead, and I made a copy that she could work on. Well, she tried for about five minutes until she gave up. I reiterated that if she can do my job, then find the error. This started a huge argument about making her look like an idiot, and now she isn't talking to me. OP, okay, let's be super clear. Your wife is an idiot. A big dumb dummy doofus. This whole story, since OP's wife was certain, absolutely positive that she could do OP's job, I assumed that OP's job was fairly straightforward. Something like a, uh, like a call center person. You know, where you talk to customers in diffuse situations and you follow the script. 
but OP is a coder? Who looks at someone coding and thinks, oh, that's easy, but I could do that. I mean, yeah, anyone can learn to code. It's not super, super complicated. You just go online and you take courses. But it's a learned skill. It is, it's, like, it's like knowing a language, practically. You can't just hear someone speak in Japanese and be like, oh, I could speak Japanese. Yeah, after you've studied it for a few years. You can't just fly to Japan and then within two days you're fluent. Ohio, itadakimasu. <laughs> Man, of all the jobs to just confidently assert that you can do, coding is one of the dumbest. I genuinely can't tell if your wife is so just balls out confident that she does genuinely believe that she can, you know, look at a page of code in a, in a coding language that she doesn't understand and think, yeah, I could totally do this. Or if she's just intentionally mean and she's trying to degrade your work and your contribution to the family by putting down your effort and saying, well, it's not a big deal because I can do that if I wanted to. So either she's criminally dumb or just really, really mean. If I had to guess, I think she's intentionally trying to tear OP down. Because if she did genuinely believe that she could code, then once OP gave her some code to write, she should have been like, oh, wow, I guess I don't know how to do this. You're right, sweetie. I guess I'm wrong. But no, she doubled down and is now giving OP the silent treatment because, because why? Because he's better at coding than she is? Man, OP, all right. Okay, buddy, you take care of the kids. You make all the money. You pay for your wife to go off on week-long vacations. We know she's not paying for it because she doesn't work. And then when she gets home, she immediately picks a fight and insults you as a man. Why are you with this woman, OP? I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving your wife 2.5 out of 5 buttholes. Am I the butthole for canceling the babysitter after my wife decided not to attend my work holiday party? My work held our annual holiday party last Friday. It was held at one of those axe-throwing places, which I'd never done before, so I figured it'd be pretty fun. My wife and I have three kids, ages 10, 8, and 5, so we don't get out of the house for dates very often. The holiday party was planned almost two months ago, and my wife agreed to attend with me. I suggested we make it more of a date by either going out for drinks after the party or catching a late-night movie. She thought that it was a good idea, too. I also arranged for a babysitter to come watch the kids for that night. The day of the party, my wife got home from work and told me that she had a horrible day and was in a bad space mentally, so she didn't want to come to the party. I told her I was disappointed, but I understand if she wants to stay home. As I was getting myself ready to head to the party, I called the babysitter and canceled. I apologized to her and offered to Venmo her an hour's worth of an agreed rate, $30, to compensate for the cancellation, and she agreed that that was reasonable. As I was getting ready to leave, my wife asked me when the babysitter was going to come. I kinda looked at her funny and told her that I had just canceled the babysitter because she was no longer coming with me. She got mad at me and told me that if I knew she had a bad day and was in a bad mental state that she needed some time to herself. I told her that I'd assumed that none of that meant that she was incapable of watching our kids and that I didn't think that having the babysitter come when my wife was still at home made any sense at all. She told me to call the babysitter back and see if she could still come watch the kids, and I told her that if she wanted to do that, then she could do it, but I'm not going to. She tried to argue with me about it, but I told her that I had to leave for the party. While I was at the party, she sent me multiple texts about how the kids were driving her nuts and that the babysitter didn't answer her calls and she needed me to come home. She kept blowing up my phone, and I eventually left the party over an hour early to go home. 
When I got there, she kept arguing with me about how I was the butthole for canceling the babysitter when I knew that she had a rough day. I told her that I wasn't going to pay a babysitter just so that my wife can rest after a bad day. I told her that she could have thrown a movie on for the kids and relaxed. I told her that she was the one who ruined our potential night out and that having a bad day at work isn't a good enough reason to pay a babysitter like 150 to 200 bucks. She still thinks that I was the butthole for canceling the babysitter without talking to her first, and she's still mad at me for it. But I don't think that that was an unreasonable assumption to make, considering there's been plenty of times when I've had a bad day, but I'm still 100% capable of watching the kids by myself while my wife leaves the house. Okay, OP, so you have an event that you want to go to. You plan for it, you schedule it, you schedule the babysitter, you pay the babysitter, then your wife cancels out of the blue last minute, then tries to pick a fight with you both before and after the event to try to ruin your day even more, and this is your fault somehow? Like, apparently your wife was so exhausted after such a bad day that she couldn't even contemplate watching the kids. But despite that, she still had plenty of energy to argue with you before and after the party. OP, I'm on your side. I think canceling the babysitter was completely reasonable. I'm kind of tempted to be on the wife's side as well because we've all had bad days. However, she basically tried to make your bad day her bad day by picking a fight with you over something that wasn't really your fault. Like, it's okay for her to cancel your plans last minute, but it's not okay for you to cancel her plans last minute? How is that fair exactly? OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving your wife 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. Am I the butthole for telling my parents tough luck when they asked me to not let my stepsister have guys over anymore? I'm a 24-year-old guy who got my own place last year. More recently, my stepsister, who's 24, moved in with me. It's been great having her here. We get along great, which is something we already know. She pulls her own weight. Plus, living on your own can be pretty depressing sometimes, so that helps. I don't have any rules for her because I want her to treat it like her house too. None of that my house, my rules garbage that a lot of people say, which I hate. Last weekend, she had a guy over. Our other sister, who's 15, video called us, and she heard someone over, and she must have told our parents after the call, because my mom mentioned us having guys over, and how that's dangerous the last time I talked to her. Now, my mom, dad, and 22-year-old brother are calling and texting me to pester me to not allow my stepsister to have guys over. I basically only texted back, tough luck. My sister is an effing adult, and she can have whoever she wants over to her own house. Yo, she's 24? If she were 14 bringing boys over with no parents around, that I can kind of understand. But she's 24 and she's bringing a boy to her house? So? So? Uh-huh. What's the big deal? Where's the, where's the drama? Where's the conflict? I don't get it. And she can't have boys over, but can OP have girls over? Is this just a sexist double standard? This is a weird story, OP. Your sister is a grown adult. If she wants to have a boy over, she can do that. I don't know why your family is trying so hard to control her. I guess just good old-fashioned sexism. I'm giving you and your sister 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving your parents and brother 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. Am I the butthole for refusing to give up my extra seat for someone else's toddler on a flight that I paid for because I'm fat? I'm a 34-year-old woman and I'm obese. 
I'm actively working towards losing weight, and I've made progress, but I'm still obese as I'm typing this. I'm flying over to see my brother and his husband for Christmas across the country, and because I'm fat, I booked an extra seat so that everyone can be more comfortable. I know, it sucks having to pay for an extra seat, but it is what it is. I know that Southwest Airlines has a customers of size policy, but I've had some bad experiences with Southwest even before I was obese, so I wasn't doing that and it's mostly my fault that I even got fat in the first place. Everything goes smoothly from checking in to security and boarding, at least at first. This woman comes to my row with a boy who appeared to be about a year old. She told me to squeeze in one seat so that her son could sit in the other. She told me, not asked. I told her, no, that I paid for this seat for the extra space. She made a big fuss over it, which got the flight attendant's attention. She told the flight attendant that I was stealing the seat from her son. Then I showed my boarding passes, proving that I, in fact, paid for the extra seat. The flight attendant asked me if I could try to squeeze in, but I said no, that I wanted the extra seat that I paid for. The boy, who the mom said is 18 months old, was supposed to sit in her lap, so he could do just that. The flight attendant eventually told the mom to put her son in her lap. I got dirty looks and passive-aggressive remarks from her the entire flight, and I do feel a little bad because the boy looked hard to control, so am I the butthole? Yo, if the boy looks hard to control, then maybe she should have bought a seat for her child. Clearly she didn't because she wanted to save money and then steal a seat from someone else. Honestly, OP, if you ask me, the fact that you're overweight has no bearing on the story whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, even if you were skinny and you bought a seat next to you, okay, that's your seat. You bought it. You paid for it. It's your seat. If you fly and you want to buy the entire road to yourself, the window seat, the middle seat, and the aisle seat just for yourself, if you pay for those tickets, then those seats are yours. I am a million percent on your side, and don't feel about the flight attendant. She was being very unprofessional. I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes, I'm giving the flight attendant 1 out of 5 buttholes, and I'm giving the mom 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. That was r slash am I the butthole, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.